Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre! WrestleMania! This is big. The very, very exciting. Live from Dipperland Ranch, end of the year cheap heat spectacular. Now, this is not going to be the traditional, you know, decade and year countdown. I've gotten some emails from people who believe that after the top of the year, Greg and I should review the year and decade that was. This is just going to be a little bit of cheap heat to get you through the holiday season because I'm traveling. And, uh, frankly, is everyone paying attention to wrestling shows right now? Uh, that's, we're not so sure, but we wanted to give the people something. So since we've watched over the last three days, 38 hours of wrestling, figured we would get here to Dipperland Ranch, aka Alcoholics Anonymous, and sit down and have a conversation about professional wrestling. This is Cheap Heat, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, live from Los Angeles. I'm Peter Rosenberg, and Brian Dipperstein is here. Uh, instead of wrestling today, we're going to talk about Uncut Gems. Oh, it's it's a major movie, confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Dipperstein's very excited about Uncut Gems. I'm uh, obsessed with Uncut Gems. Well, you don't have to lean into the thing and yell at it. All right. I don't know what I'm... I don't know. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, our whole group chat is very excited by it, by the way. I loved it. Then Linder saw it. Linder loved it. Now you saw it. You loved it. Yeah, people are very into Uncut Gems. For me personally, it's a monumental moment in cinema. Really? Yeah. Monumental moment in cinema. Yes. Why? Just is that good? It's such a great Jewish movie. Uh, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a big Jewish moment, you're saying. It's a big Jewish moment. You know what? That's a good point. When was the last time there was a, a Jewish moment this good? I don't know. I, I gotta tell you. When Kelly Kelly won the Divas title? <laughs> I, I, it's hard to remember. Uh, it is really, really, really good though. It's tremendous. The only thing that would be better is if there was somehow a wrestling reference in it, but there's, there's no wrestling. I know. I wish there were like one wrestler in it. If there was a wrestler in Uncut Gems... It's the perfect movie. Yeah. It's the perfect movie. I think it's one of the greatest movies of all time. All right. Like if all of a sudden a guy who walks into the jewelry store and he's like, oh, John Cena's here buying a new piece. Oh, my God. Casablanca, number one. Uncut Gems, too. And and Howard Sandler's character is like... Oh, I, I made you. I made him this. I pulls out the first spinner chain. Oh my god! If he said Forget he it. made the Forget spinner it. belt. Oh, what have we made? Best picture, shoeing. Um, so yeah, uh, uncut gems was tremendous. There's also something else going on here, which is I may post pictures online of the amount of alcohol that is in Dipperstein's house. Yeah, and I, I barely drink. And people bring me alcohol. What, what can I do? Hold on. So, so you guys are hearing that and, you're, and it sounds reasonable. And I agree it sounds reasonable. And They're I, all, by the way, none of the bottles are open. And so I believed that. Yeah. But now the amount that I'm looking at, the amount, I may walk around with this recording. Take it all. I may walk around with this Fire recording. Fire sale. And no, no, and count, and count the bottles here. <laughs> I may go through and count. 
it's indescribable. I it's know, like Sam's Club. I've never seen anything <laughs> like this. There is so much alcohol in this. It's funny. My 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 most regular drink that I go to is Jack Daniels. Very common. Jack and ginger ale. Jack and diet. Whatever. I'm, I'm a fugazi drinker. So I look in Dipperstein's uh, little bar thing. He has. It's it's the world's biggest Jack Daniels. It's indescribable. I had a party. Someone brought it. I I, I don't I haven't sa- I haven't drank a sip. Not even, a sip. Even them bringing that. Shows what an alcoholic they think. Oh, get it. Because it's so gigantic. Oh, I deny these allegations. (laughs) I mean, and if you talk about the different kinds of alcohol. Now, it used to just be that I was concerned you had a fireball problem. (laughs) I I love fireball. And and in the old Dipperland Towers, that's what it was. It was all fireball. Now, I saw fireball downstairs, though. Multiple bottles. Yeah. it's, It's like... Only stores have multiples of the same thing. It's a, it's shelves. <laughs> I was sent the case from Fireball. They sent me a case. Oh my! It's two years ago, and if that's still from the original. Yes, case. yes. I don't drink this stuff. It's everywhere. Right. I'm behind me, over his left shoulder. I see one, two, five, eight bottles of alcohol <laughs> over his shoulder. It's just just peeking at us. People love to give uh, booze uh, to agents for Christmas and Hanukkah. Uh, listen, that, that's the story. You're, I be, the story that I'm going with is I believe the new Dipperstein character in 2020 is just a stumbling drunk alcoholic. Like he's lost his mind. He's lost his way. But you do it for a year. Then you have the cleanup story afterwards. <laughs> it's yeah. Then naturally yeah. you have a storyline because it's wrestling where at some point someone's pouring alcohol in your head because you don't drink anymore. You can have the whole thing. It can all play out. Oh my god! So you are you are one of the few people who found time found time to watch wrestling this week. I did. Yeah, I watched. Did everything. you watch Raw? Yeah, I did. You watched the pre Christmas Raw, which was taped, which was taped from the week before. Yeah, I watched it. Excuse me. You watched NXT. Yep. Which was a like special where they just showed a few matches. Yeah, but the first match, the Austin Theory. Um, Roddy Strong match was incredible. Yeah, very, very enjoyable. I thought you oversold it a little bit, but I thought it was major. It was good. It's it was a good a, match. But I mean, let's be honest, the show has good, literally high quality matches every week. That, that's what the show, I mean, it's a show full of high quality yeah, matches. Yeah, there's two shows that have barely any storylines that are basically all about just watching great wrestling for the most part, competing on Wednesday nights. That's what we have. That's what's happening. Right now. Okay, so that, you know, that's what we should focus on maybe today. Besides the sighing and schmine? Oh, yeah. All Dipperstein does is sigh and shmai. Here is the sound you get when you hang out with Dipperstein. If you're sitting around, there's nothing going on, nothing worth being upset about. You just get this, <sighs> and and that means it, for some of you out there who have dogs, dogs pull the sigh all the time. <sighs> that and that, but now he's he's been going back and forth. He sighs and then he talks about uncut gems. This is the whole trick. Ah. <sighs> It's a normal human function to sigh. I gotta tell you, Uncut Gems was yeah, it was so good. Yeah, I'm so glad uh, you feel that way because I do too. <sighs> Seriously, Sandler was just—I mean, that's the whole trip. That is what this entire trip has been. Um, so, AKA a great trip. Yeah, really relaxing, lovely uh, New Year's. Now, uh, the group chat has been there's a divide that's been happening in Jew World Order, and it's it's strong. And it's pronounced, and there's something going on. And uh, I confirm there's something and, going on. You you agree, correct? Yeah, there's something going on. And Andrew Goldstein has led the charge on an all-out AEW attack. It started with Goldstein. 
of course, you know, Stat Guy was just waiting. I mean, with his with his 2019, you know, just like plain WWE Raw T-shirt. Yeah, you know, he was sitting standing there waiting. No, the logo polo. Just the logo. Yeah, because he was right. He was wearing a polo that just says WWE. Yeah. And then moments later, Linder jumping in in this this anti AEW vitriol. Vitriol. Um, Shoemaker appears. Well, he never talks, so you only hear from Shoemaker once every three weeks, and I, he seems a little bit more in the middle. Um, but they, Goldstein and Linder, have been become obsessed with the lack of storytelling in AEW, and and also just generally hating everything. But I would say that's the main thing they hate. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say. Here's what my opinion is. People have been waiting for this for weeks, by the way. They have. Yeah, of course. Uh, the lack of storyline scenario is as such. The show is not meant to tell stories. It's meant to basically show you what great wrestling is again. That is the point of AEW. That's my opinion. And here's my personal experience, which I've said a couple of times now, but I've, it's even further to this point. You can go to the bathroom during Raw and SmackDown. You can't go to the bathroom during AEW. Uh, do you feel very strongly about this? Yes. That is all that needs to be said. Right. You can go to the bathroom during Raw. You can't go to the bathroom during AEW. And, and, and NXT also, you'd say. If I really had to go. So does that mean that you think the matches are better on AEW than NXT? Yes. Than NXT? Yes, I do. Do tell. I think there are certain circumstances where the matches on NXT are better. I think... I don't know. I, I would put a Lucha Brothers match right now up against any match. You can't. You're not. You, and I'm saying that on. I'm not talking about the indies and the things that are you know crazy things that are done, and even on the smaller shows that are great. And I'm not taking anything away from them. But on the two major shows, you're not going to see a better match than the Lucha Brothers match. There is no one in WWE that is putting that is putting on and or allowed to. It's not their fault that is putting on, regardless if it's their fault or not. No one is putting on a match like the Lucha Bros are putting on a match. Um, that's a strong take. There you go. Um, I think that there's... I mean, come on. Who, who is it? Who is putting on a better match in WWE right now than a Lucha Brothers match? The entertainment value of like, whoa, whoa, oh my god, oh, this is really amazing. How many times... I mean, from a pure wrestling standpoint. Yes. Uh, an uh, entertainment value. An entertainment value... Match, which includes what about entertainment well, okay, and good I'll, I'll throw some names at you that you love. What about Ricochet? Not anymore. Now, it, it, yes, I'm a huge Ricochet fan. Everybody knows how much I love Ricochet. But here's the thing about Ricochet. He's now doing... It's, it's the same match now over and over. There's nothing new. He's, he's once in a, a month doing something that we haven't seen him do. And, and you know, it's just... They're, the matches are very formulaic right now. And you there's multiples of the matches. I mean, it's, you know... How many Ricochet AJ Matt? I mean, how many Ricochet? It's like there's nothing they could do with Ricochet right now except change his gimmick that would make him interesting. Wow, that is a big take. I have not enjoyed what they've done with Ricochet, even though I love him so much. Well, guess what? They haven't done anything with him. That's yeah, what. he just he just he's just a guy who like mostly wins. Got the title for a little while, lose the title. It somehow didn't mean anything. Somehow none of it's meant to. Very I much. forgot it even happened. Yeah, didn't he have the U.S. title? Then AJ yeah, he had Rex? something. Yeah. yeah, he had the yeah. The U.S. gimmick? Yeah. Um, so, 
I think that there's a big part of it for me and you that are really into it feeling different. It's just I, I I am so I am so over the feel recently of Raw and SmackDown. It's so put together. Like everyone's hating on the butcher and the bunny and the whatever it is. The butcher, the blade, and the bunny. <laughs> the butcher, the blade, and the bunny. Big fan of the bunny. Okay. Here's. I'm sure this is predictable for many people. This is like even though they're not great at wrestling, I enjoy their gimmick. I like watching them out there. It, they're enjoyable to like. It's a cool gimmick to me. I like the the mask. I like the three. Like the, the it's it's good. It's entertaining. So I don't need the match to be incredible. I'm like, you know what I mean? If I'm, I'm not going to see great gimmicks out there, then the match needs to be psychotic. If I'm going to see great gimmicks, then the match doesn't have to be psychotic. Well, I guess here's what I would ask of the people who feel this way. I'm rambling a little bit, but I feel I'm, I'm trying to get my point across. This is what the holidays are for. This is what we're here. We're recapping what's happening right now. And it, listen, AEW a couple weeks ago had their worst rating. I mean, they were down to six hundred thousand. So this is a time to have the conversation, and then, and then on top of that, they got killed online for the terrible um, Dark Order beatdown that looked awful, and everyone like you know that that went viral. You have a take? Yes. Go ahead. It was bad, but like people are. I'm sorry, and I'm like, just listen to us. This is all we do is criticize wrestling, but people are being too critical of wrestling right now. I mean, come on, AEW is not please. All these people that go to the indie shows, it's going to be very controversial, but I'm going to tell you, all the people that go to the indie shows and all the big indie marks and all the super fans and all the internet nerds and all these people, all they do is love these guys when they're in the indies. Now you have a show where they're able to they pretty wrong. much have the same match yep. that they did on the indies. Pretty much. I've been to the shows. They pretty much can do that. From this is by now, I don't know anything about wrestling. Wrestling. This is from a consumer standpoint. Of course, they are allowed to have the incredible indie shows on a bigger stage that is well done and not corny in the middle of a ring in front of a, a national TV on, audience hold on, on, on TNT. Yeah, on, on a real channel. On a real channel, and people are mad at it. I, I know. mean, what? I know. You know what? what? Stop being critical. Hey, indie marks. Stop being critical of AEW. Stop yourself. Stop. Stop yourself. Okay? It's Mage. So there's no... If they had more stories, it'd be the greatest wrestling show of all time. Okay? So Uh, one day, when they have more stories, and they will... By the way, one of the most Mage things in history is on the TV right now. Yeah. Oh my God! It's 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 when summer in SummerSlam when Elizabeth pulls the, the the dress off. Isn't it ridiculous? It stops the entire match. It stops the arena. That she did this. It's brilliant. And it's very... You can't even turn away from seeing Miss Elizabeth in underwear. It <laughs> so, stops everything. It's a great take by you. And honestly, specifically to our friends, specifically the Jew World Order, to Zach, Greg, and Goldstein, we complain so much. We now get this show with all these great pieces, including... Tony Schiavone back on television. You hear Tony Schiavone. It's one thing to hear JR's voice. We've heard his voice over the last years. Schiavone's back on the call. It has a different look. They're in different arenas. They're in different cities. The best indie names we ever wanted. Plus, plus, 
The Cody Rhodes story. The wrestling nerd's dream story. He quit WWE so he could follow in his dad's footsteps and start a company. He does. It's now happening. By the way, Jericho's doing the best heel work of his entire career. Yeah. And everyone's like, the stories just aren't good, man. I just can't watch this. Okay. Don't watch it then. Go, but go watch Raw right now. Don't watch, and don't use, and cause don't throw in our face right away. They go, oh, but NXT, we, everyone knows NXT is amazing. NXT has been amazing. It plays the role that it plays. AEW Dynamite is their, is their A show. It's what they're throwing at the world. That's what Raw and SmackDown are. So I have, I end up comparing, instead of apples to apples, Wednesday Night War going NXT versus AEW, of course, NXT is amazing. I love it. It's not going anywhere. The takeovers are consistently the best thing that happens. But the truth is, I'm comparing Dynamite to a certain extent to Raw and SmackDown. And how you could say you're not pleased. Yeah, listen, do I think they're burying Kenny Omega? I do. I think they're doing a terrible job with Kenny Omega. It drives me crazy. But you, and, go ahead. What are you waiting for your take? You no, I, I just, you were making a great point. Oh, but I, I, I have to interject. I must interject on Kenny Omega. I totally agree. Obviously, they're misusing him. But like... It's okay, you know, you think. Well, it's weird, for sure. But there has to be a purpose to it. And if there isn't, then... That's not good. But I think there's a purpose. Like, they're waiting for, like, something... Like, they're waiting for, like, WrestleMania of AEW to, like, put Kenny Omega in the main event, maybe. I don't know. No, no. Maybe, maybe they're saving it a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. That that could very much be true. That could very much be true. I mean, I guess... Let me think about it like this. What I complained about a couple of weeks ago was Kenny Omega, like, starting... They start the show and Kenny Omega's already in the ring. And I was like, that's whack. They're Kenny, knocking him down a notch right now. So, but maybe you are. Maybe, so? maybe the idea of you keeping him where it's completely a huge deal every time he comes out just doesn't really work. How many spots do you have like that? That's currently the Jericho spot. Jericho has the spot where everything feels like a big deal. Because Cody doesn't have it. Cody doesn't get treated like a big deal every time he shows up. No, Jericho's the number one guy on the Jericho's, show. Jericho's, yeah. it's, it's Jericho. He's the top guy. Now, Jericho physically, I could have, if I was being more picky and I wasn't enjoying everything else so much, I could be picky about Jericho physically. I, I as I've said over the last couple of years, yeah. his wrestling is clearly down. Yeah, but like, now it's down two pegs. Sorry, to my point, I don't give it, I, I really, I you don't, don't care. care. Because the promo, his entertainment value is so high. I agree. That I'm like, I just want to see him out there. I want to see what happens. Yes. I agree. I agree. So you get that with Jericho, and then coupled with all the great wrestling, it's like, I want to see what happens in the actual, like, during the match. You know what else, too? It's two hours a week. Even if you just watch Raw and SmackDown, you're at five hours a week. You cannot get the human mind to care about things for that long a week. Per, like, it's impossible. And five it, hours on, on one real yeah. product? Yeah. Anyway, I'm still watching everything. <laughs> I, I I I am I'm struggling with SmackDown. Yeah, you you know I'm watching I, I, it. You I'm, know. I, I the schedule of my life is such that I end up missing it. For me, it's the Fiend show. I I show up to see if the Fiend, if they're going to do anything cool with the Fiend. That's what I'm I'm tuning in not to see Braun Strowman right now. I'm not tuning in to see you know certainly Roman Reigns right now. I'm just tuning in to see what happens with the Fiend. Uh, last night, the fiend had a dance off with the new day. Yeah, um, there was no fiend last night. We no fiend. It was fiendless. Fiendless. It was a fiendless SmackDown. Oh no, no, that's not true. It is. It wasn't. It wasn't fiendless. It was fiendless. Nope. It was. There was a fiend appearance after Daniel Bryan won the match versus the Miz to become number one contender. What, off the air? No. They end like at the way end what? of the show. Yes, at the end of the show this week, just now. Yeah, last night. 
Last night. Okay, what? Did, what did you watch till? Maybe a cutoff. Yeah, did you see Daniel Bryan versus The Miz? Yeah. And you saw Daniel Bryan won? Yes. So when Daniel Bryan won, the fun, Fire, Firefly Funhouse music hit. Yeah. And I'm talking about Fiend in person. Oh. Oh, well, oh I'm sorry. Fiend's never in person. What do you think? Fiend in person. He's in person. He's been in person twice. No, he's in person galore. Uh, four times. He, he, he doesn't no. have matches that often. He had one last week. Yeah, but he's not just on the map. You know, I mean, you're clearly not saying uh, some Fiend stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm missing some Fiend things that are happening. You're a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm missing, missing Fiend. Fiend. I'm missing Fiend stuff. But by the way, nothing's really happening, but I'm still in on it. Didn't he have a match like two weeks ago as Bray Wyatt? Yeah, that was fine. It was good. It was nice. It was cool. You're not even watching TLC. Okay, good. <laughs> no, I watched TLC. Wasn't he? Wasn't that the TLC match with Daniel? Yeah, TLC match. He was. Oh yeah, he was. He was Bray Wyatt in, the, in that match with Daniel. He was not the Fiend. Or against Miz. The one against Miz. I don't know. I'm, I'm like drumming. You know what? You're, you're killing me. You're killing me. No, no. The match with TLC was Sorry. was uh, Daniel Bryan. Right. All right. Doesn't matter. Doesn't uh, matter. Don't worry. There'll be more. Yeah. Because I'm I'm guessing there. I'm still be... hanging on though. I'm hanging on to the Fiend right now. I'm dangling. I'm not. I'm not like dangling by a piece of dental floss yet, but I'm. I'm slipping. But I'm. I'm still hanging in there with. The I, I. I like that you're hanging in because I. My excitement for some reason faded quickly. Nah, that's but, crazy. I'm sorry. I can sit here and lie to you. The the, the Firefly Funhouse music uh, perpetually as a thing lasted too long. Like going back to it's always the Firefly Funhouse doesn't make sense. That entrance. No, but they arena. just stopped. They stopped like telling stories on it, and instead he started like instead of it being becoming being mysterious every week, and you didn't know what it all meant. Now it's just like he's coming on. He's like, "Hey, Seth, I know I'm going to beat you up at the next pay per view. Yep. Bye bye." That basically you want to play with me? Yeah, that, that, it's, yeah, I'm here. Let me in. Let me in, everybody. Right. And before it was like interesting, and they were like you didn't know what it was. It was unpredictable. Yeah. And now that it's predictable. Like everything else. You don't care that You much. don't care. Yeah. It should be... Firefly Funhouse should be very rare now. You should just be seeing him as a wrestler, and the Firefly Funhouses should pop up out of nowhere. We need a new phase of this. this it's, 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 I, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm dangling. I'm still in. But I'm dangling. You're dangling. I'm dangling. You're confirmed dangling. I'm dangling. Well, that's dis- that, is a, that is problematic. I was going to say disconcerting, but I got an email from someone who told me that disconcerting is not a word. It's... Yeah, it is. Discon- I say disconcerting. Not no. a word. It's disconcerting. Yes. But disconcerting doesn't mean exactly what you want it to mean. You want it to mean disconcerting. Here's, here's the other thing they can do with The Fiend. Go ahead. Okay. The other thing they can do with The Fiend, which they should have already done, is make him a, like make it a little bigger. Instead of just a different wrestler now every single time, now it's it. Then it's this one. Then it's that one. You know, then like without them really making any sense why he's moving on to the next wrestler except a win or a loss... They should have him go after Stephanie. Love it. You know what I was just going to suggest? They should do things where you don't even understand why, but he has celebrity guests on the Firefly Funhouse, and anytime they come, he ends up killing them. <laughs> oh, guy! That's, like, yeah, that's funny. You, or like doing like yeah, like, that's Michael, funny. like Michael Che is there, and he's like Michael, blah blah blah. He's like there, and it's like why would these people ever come on the show? But it always ends with the lights going out and them disappearing and them being dead. That's funny. But anyways, you have to. Build but you know what more, I mean? Like yes, not just around the feuds he's having. Right. It's no. He's got to be doing other things. It needs to be bigger. It needs to be bigger. There was an article the other a couple days ago about them. Like there were rumors they're gonna have they're gonna have different they're gonna have the same wrestler in multiple storylines on each show, like Seth Rollins is currently in, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what they need to do with the Fiend. Wait 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 hold on. So what you're saying is uh, wild card rule? No, like he wild card of Jays. Wild card of Jays. Wild card plus. Wild card plus. 
<laughs> because hold on. So you're saying they've announced now they're going to be taking storylines and do them on both shows? No. It, it, meaning like right now Seth Rollins is in a feud with um, KO. With KO, but mm-hmm. he's also in a feud uh, with – he's also doing the AOP thing. Um, it's the AOP KO thing and then what's the other Seth? Story? I, Seth is a, a SmackDown one? Are you saying he has one on SmackDown? No, he has another one on Raw. Oh, um, I, I'm blanking on what it is, but <laughs> there you go. Is that problematic? Yeah, but um, he has multiple storylines right now. And, but are you saying that they would have, so multiple storylines on the same show? Yeah, not on like he's involved with two different feuds. Got it on the yeah. same show. But I'm just the point was they they should do that with the Fiend. The Fiend should like be torturing a group of you know, well, like, well, you know what though in wrestling they don't do that enough. In wrestling, in wrestling, why is it that storylines are always between A and B? Characters in other shows have different things going on. I'm not saying you could have full-blown stories with multiple characters. But it would be cool to occasionally see characters interacting more than just directly with their primary storyline. But, you know, yeah. listen. First of all, we are being more critical right now immediately after letting AEW off the hook on certain storyline stuff. We do not let WWE off the hook on storyline stuff. Uh, but that is the nature of how it is with AEW being a new company and popping up and fulfilling sort of a different part of our wrestling needs. This like nerdy indie wrestling vibe. That's what they're fulfilling. So they don't get sort of the same uh, criticism. And I'm sorry, they're not on the same level. WWE is the pinnacle of the industry. You're going to be harder on them. There are bread and butter, push comes to shove. WWE is your favorite wrestling product. I mean, I know there are people out there like Brian Mann who will always be rooting against whoever is up against, rooting for whoever is against WWE. But for most of us, post-1999, you're a WWE fan. Whether you say it or whether you just say you're a wrestling fan, whatever. Yeah. And, oh, no, no. And there are people probably listening, although I don't think we have a lot of them listening to our show. There are just absolute crazed indie marks who really WWE is not their favorite product. Those people certainly exist. But the average big wrestling fan is a WWE fan. So when you hold things to that high standard, it's the Kleenex of the industry. Yeah. You know, it's it's not WWE is wrestling to most people. You hold it to a higher standard. Sorry, they're yeah. gonna get it harder than AEW gets it at first because you're excited that it's something new. It's funny, Arn and uh Conrad had a conversation, made an ex- made a comment almost exactly like that. About in one of the recent episodes, yeah, like uh, WWE is WWF is the Kleenex of wrestling. Right, right. They had that conversation; it was really. Fun. It was. And, and, um, I and, forget what the context was, but it was great. But it, 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 but there's no way to for for the average person. That's what that is. WWE is wrestling, so yeah, we're gonna hold it to a higher standard um, when it comes to stories, and they have a much bigger and more lucrative television. Deal. Yeah, so you want the TV to be better. I I, I said. We are now sitting here. It's now winter time. During the summer, or the beginning of the fall, no, it was summer, right? SmackDown launched. Oh no, it was October. When SmackDown went to Fox, and we t- talked about it leading up to it, you know, Goldstein was was like, "This is so amazing. You have to take a moment and reflect on how, what this means for the wrestling industry." And I was kind of sitting there like, "This may be not good. This may be a real problem." Yeah. yeah. And, I, and we're sitting here now, a few months in. And I think it's interesting to reflect a little bit on on the evolution of our takes about it, yeah. or, or, or like and you know, just, like, just our emotions. And about just it. like like I am telling you right now, I don't want this to be true. I have been damaged in the way that I take in Raw and SmackDown. I'm taking in NXT better than ever. 
But I'm Raw and SmackDown, neither has the yeah. ultimate sense of urgency anymore. Yeah. There used to be a feeling that Raw had a sense of urgency. Where's the urgency? You don't feel it Monday, and you certainly don't feel it Friday. Well, there was a, there's a um, and by the way, wrestlers like major wrestlers are starting to make this point and and like say it in the, in like the dirt sheets and stuff. Like Stone Cold the other day said something along the lines of, "The element of surprise is gone from wrestling." And of course, we know that we've talked about that all the time. But like for a company like the biggest pops in history. And, like, are are the surprises, for the most part, in the modern era of wrestling. Yes. And for a company that cares so much about history, and so much, oh, it's an era, it's a history, oh, this is the biggest night in history, this is the longest title run in history, this has never happened in history, they don't listen to history very much, do they? No, that's, it's It's whatever's on their mind at the moment is what they think is the right way to go. They're just veering left and right and left and right. They don't... It's it's time to like start listening to the past to move on from the past. Yeah, it's like it's 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 just getting. Cra- I mean, the CM Punk thing is the biggest example of that. Uh, and by the way, if you wondered, it's, if what you, if you wondered if we, now listen, you can argue that if he pops up on TV in a wrestling capacity and it's a huge deal and everyone loves it, then you can make the argument that the people who weren't against the backstage appearance were right. I still don't think you win. Right now, it's meaningless that it happened. Nothing happened. It's out of the no, news already. There was no thing that happened. I don't know. He, he, him showing up on backstage is not a thing. It doesn't make sense. We don't have to go down this rabbit hole. but we, No, but if it happens again, dip, because we're heading towards WrestleMania season. And if it happens again, that another big star, whether it's um, Undertaker, John Cena, whoever it is who's the wild... Goldberg. Whoever it is who's the wild card to come back, right... Of those big names, if they just do like a... We announced earlier today on Twitter that John Cena is going to be appearing on Raw next week, March 2nd. I'm going to be like, oh, really? You're just announcing... If, if bring him back in the Royal Rumble. Do things that work. It always works. Someone's been gone for a long time? Oh, wait, what's that event coming up in a month? Right, right as we get to our... Oh, the Royal Rumble. You mean when surprises make the event awesome? Maybe one of those people will show up. Or no, no, no. Maybe they'll just announce that on backstage, Renee Young is going to tell us that Goldberg's coming back. Can I, you I, give us what we want as wrestling fans? I can't. I, I, can't, I want someone to sit and explain to me, okay, why that cannot happen anymore. What I want to know the logic. Because they think more clearly the, the basic logic to me would be they want people to tune into the show. But if if fans do not know what they're going to see every week, they'll tune in to see a surprise. Yes. Hello. Yes. What is so? What I want to know the I want someone to refute this to me, and give me the reason why this cannot happen. It clearly is not equaling ratings to announce everything in person. If people don't know what they're going to get every week, they'll tune in. Someone refute that. I need a real rebuttal. Well, you need to, so what you would need to see is numbers that prove that when they promote, they pre-promote, the, the numbers go through the roof. But we all read about the ratings. That doesn't happen. I, it, it may on like a special, like it may on a special on the network, if you're saying someone's coming, just as some random special, but a big pay-per-view? Listen, I, I've sat here the last two years. You will watch Raw on, on if we're left with a cliffhanger at the pay-per-view. 
Of course. Or we're left with like a big return that we didn't expect and we want to see what their promo is the next night. It's like just... the, the next big disappointment is going to be Edge. I'm not a huge Edge mark. I was never an Edge mark. Okay. I like Edge. I, a lot of people like Edge. I I like him. I, I'm just not a. Fa- I'm not like an Edge fan. Okay. Okay. That's fair. And You're it, not an Edge it, head. It, I'm not an Edge head, and it's not going to matter to me that he comes back that much. It's not going to mean that much to me. No dis- disrespect to Edge, but they're going to announce that return before it happens. Yep. And if they don't, it would be Mage. You, you know. How, you know how we should know he's coming back. On this day, I that should be it. We hear the song, and he's back. He should be number thirty, and he should. Oh like, my you know, god! That would be Mage if Edge was number thirty. Oh my god! It by would the be way, Mage. by the way, and and at the end, you know, he comes in at thirty and takes someone out, and then does the vintage Edge, and he drops to his knees, pulls his hair back, and is like, "Oh, waiting for a spear." That's the first thing. It should be the most. He, he should instantly come back, take the pop, and then heal off or do whatever. But like. Don't ruin it. Don't. It's announced, and oh, uh, here it. We we've been told. <laughs> we've been told that Edge is coming out of a man you literally thought would never wrestle again because of health is coming back. A Hall of Famer who's married to another Hall of Famer who's like a because because you would agree a hundred percent. Even though you're not a huge Edge head, over the last 10, 15 years, he is the highest tier of person basically to bring back. Yes. And you're going to blow it. They're going to blow they're, it. You're, yeah. not, you're not going to surprise us. Surprise us with Edge. If anyone out there is listening. So please surprise us with Edge. We don't want to know the night Edge is coming. Put him on a night. I don't even care if it's on 205 Live. <laughs> Just don't tell us it's happening <laughs> ahead of time. I know. Make people run online and have to go find the YouTube clip. Make, But I don't care. Please don't ruin this one. Don't ruin Edge. And, and also, and while we're making requests, if you... If whoever's listening, the spy from WWE who's listening right now, if you if you do the same thing with John Cena for the third year in a row, where he ends up involved at WrestleMania, but either not in an advertised match, not having a match at all, you're insane. I just want to either I don't know if it's Cena, I would assume it's WWE. <clears throat> How if he is going to participate? I need him on the poster. I need him advertised. I need him at three or four Raws. I need a real thing. Hey, here's the deal. I'll, t- I'll even take Undertaker. Give me... I'll take... Give me an Undertaker, uh, like, build-up. I, I, you, but you need something... It, ha- it has to be real. That, like, these, like, these throwaways. It's not a match. John, if John Cena retired tomorrow, you'd go, Oh, when was his last WrestleMania? He just retired. Was he there last year? Oh, yeah, yeah, he just rapped. Yeah. Well, what about the year before that? Well, he had an unannounced match where he um, was a Jobert to Undertaker in 40 seconds. It's the weirdest end. The man was over-promoted and like, booked like Hulk Hogan his entire career, and yet the end has been... What is this? What I don't know what kind of ending this is. So, please, don't ruin Edge and don't ruin a John Cena return if he comes back. Please. Who else could there be, by the way? Because this is the season to think about it. Um, we, you and I were having fun talking about the idea of Goldberg, Matt Riddle, but I wouldn't hold my breath for that. Yeah, I mean, look, um, not to completely, not to swerve the subject, swerve, but this is adjacent to what I'm, I'm talking about. Literally adjacent, not figuratively. Okay. Literally adjacent. Um, the biggest thing that they can do at Mania this year, in my opinion, here we go. The most mage thing that they can do for the people. Is have Keith Lee win the Royal Rumble and challenge Brock Lesnar 
to the championship at, th- at WrestleMania. That is the biggest thing that they can do. If they, if Keith Lee is so over right now, probably the most over person in the WWE universe. But I think you're still, I think you're still overstating the size of the NXT fan, fan base. No, no, maybe. But I think, I, well, I think he's a trans, like, I think he's a transcendent star, Keith Lee. I'm a huge, I'm all in on Keith Lee right now. You, you and, uh, Shoemaker. Shoemaker. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't in the beginning and now I'm like, this guy's a huge star. The best, biggest thing, they cannot figure out, I don't know, if you're reading the dirt sheets, you know, all the rumors are they can't figure out who Lesnar's gonna face this year. Mm. Because it'll probably be Roman Fiend. So, who's, who's gonna face Lesnar this year? They can't do Undertaker. It's not Undertaker. It's not Seth. It's not, who is it? A great that that really speaks to the overall problem. By the way, that there's no one else we can even think of. We cannot. I cannot think of another. I mean, people are saying Samoa Joe, but like I don't. I, you know how we feel about Samoa Joe on this podcast. I don't care about seeing eventually, maybe, but like I don't need it to be a WrestleMania match yet. Well, there have to be a story that begins. Yeah, if it were a, gr- a pr- good point. If the story starts if in two weeks, a, if it's a great story, if, right? If the story starts in two weeks, if it's a great story, I want to see Lesnar. And um, and and Samoa Joe. By the way, you, but, know, you know you have a fantastic setup right now with Samoa Joe on commentary, having one. Of yeah, the, they, they're gonna, well, he's back. Clearly, they, he wouldn't have taken that bump if he wasn't healthy. So he's he took a you sit no okay. So AOP put him through the table on commentary at the end of the Raw. Oh, that's you, you didn't see that. No, that's, that's All right. Well, and well. By the way, I was going to say it's very similar to that. So yeah, he's back. He's, he's back. So if it, if in a few weeks. Brock Lesnar was being abusive to someone, and he was still on commentary. And he pulled, you know, pulled the old ball. He's not going to. That'll be. That's, I think this is it for commentary. For, you think through the, ta- you think the through the table was the end of commentary? Yeah, that was the point. He's back now. He's in a wrestle. Was now to be like everyone. Now he's, he's it's been on the. He's been returning. He's, oh, he's two weeks away. He's one week away. It's now. He's back. You mean on the dirts? Yeah, got it. It's back. I mean, you know, yes, the only internet. Um, he's gonna. Uh, he's gonna come back now. I don't know who he's gonna feud with. Probably AOP or Seth. It'll be Seth Joe for a minute. I think. Seth Joe could be Mania. Yeah, good, fine. No, 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 don't don't undersell that. That's Mania. Samoa Joe's never had a major WrestleMania match. I, I guess that's crazy. But yeah, Joe. L- last year he had like a thirty. All right, so that's where they're going here. They're going Joe Seth. Just that's what it seems. That would be because if they, if you start if you started that when you just did in late December. Yeah, that could definitely be it. Yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, they've never given Joe that good a story. Keith Lee is the biggest star in NXT right now, for sure, in my opinion. He's trans- he's like him and Adam Cole, but like it's it's Keith Lee is like the emerging star. Um, it should be Keith Lee Lesnar. Write in if you agree, Keith Lee Lesnar. What's well, all? There's one person asked about that. Let's see. Oh, by the way, sometimes the uh, cell service at Dipperland Ranch is challenging. Here we go. Come on, SGG. Hollywood. Call somebody else. <laughs> Call someone else for Get a someone else on the phone. <laughs> for wrestling opinion? Yeah. You think Shoemaker will answer in the middle of a Saturday afternoon? 12.23? Try it. Or no, 6.23 p.m.? Try it. There's no chance. What are the Vegas odds on Shoemaker answering? It's 6.23 in New York. You should know that this is why we're calling but that, that doesn't make it any more likely he'll answer. I know. You know, there's only one. There, oh, I, I think he banged on us. Yeah, he, we, ba- he banged on. He us. hit. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he hit the button. 
<laughs> what a bad guy. By the way, I never call him. He should think it's an emergency. He should think I'm calling for something of grave importance. Call again. No, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> doing that. The man has a family. <laughs> um, there's only one person who was once on this show who you know will answer. This could get very sad very quick. If we go over three, it's the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we now, now we got to try to now what you know we have to do. We're getting somebody. Don't worry, someone we'll get somebody. Now there's someone who you know will answer. If this person doesn't answer, we retire from the show. Oh my god, this is bad. Hey, buddy. You are, um, Zach Linder, you're on the Cheap Heat podcast. Amazing. Where, where are you right now? Uh, I'm in front of the Maritime Hotel on, uh, uh, what is this, like, uh, 16th Street? Alright, you're not uh, saying right? you're not in some foreign country? Oh, is, this, is this, is that the, uh, the major himself? That's right. I asked you a question. How are you? Uh, no, I, I will be in a foreign country tomorrow, flying up to uh, Montreal for uh, for New Year's, uh, having my own little uh, my own little screw job. Oh be- wow! Congratulations with that. Um, now, do you, do you and Dippers do you want to take a minute to talk about to just just like each of you take five seconds to gush over Uncut Gems? Oh my God! This is the most amazing movie, and I went to the. I already um, have the one sheet on my wall. I, I had it framed already. It's on, it's on my wall. How amazing is this? And if Sandler doesn't win the Oscar, there's uh, there's going to be hell to pay. But I went to the um, uh, the pop up on 47th Street. There's a pop up district. There's a pop up. There's an Uncut Gems pop up. Yeah. How long is it going to be for? Be there for? It was only there for one weekend. I don't know why they didn't do it for longer. You think but you can was, get it back uh, up? I'll fly in. Uh, put in a few calls. See what you can do. Yeah, but um, uh, the, the director was there, and um, uh, one of one of the two Safety brothers, and I, I'm I'm rarely ever starstruck. You lost it. I, you lost it though. You were starstruck for the Zafty brothers. I, I was starstruck at Jace, but I definitely was like nervous and uh, like didn't know what to say. I just went up to him. I was like, I uh, I really like your movie. Thank you for making a Passover film. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've never seen you nervous with nothing to say. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> Um, now, real quick, uh, Linder, Dip just had a big idea. Curious for your thoughts. Dip, give him your, your WrestleMania idea. See what Zach Linder thinks. I think the biggest thing that they can do right now for Mania, for the fans, is have Keith Lee win the Royal Rumble and face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania for the title. Never going to happen. Um, but but <laughs> Shoemaker would be – he would need a new pair of pants. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it's um, – it's too early for him. I mean, I know I'm fantasy booking right now. Okay, will you, will you roll with me for a second here? The best thing that they can do, the biggest match they can do right now, is some kind of John Cena career match. I think. No, no. If they do, if they do that, we were just discussing this. The only way they can do it is not advertise it and then have him show up and not have a match. By the way, he's right though. That is the biggest. No, the thing. career match is the thing. That that would be the thing. Yeah, that'd be great. I think he should just show up for an unannounced match with Luke Harper, no matter that he's been fired. It okay, can I, can that's a great point. Can I, can I can I put a little quick little take together, and then Linda, I want your opinion. Yeah, the biggest match that they can do now, I, I, controversy galore, is John Cena versus Triple H in a retirement match. Huge. 
That that is a meaningful thing. Meaningful. Is that is that corny? But mage. Well, only, the only thing I don't like about it is that it's happened so many times already. But but, but yes, not for their careers. No, but the, not a retirement match. I think Triple H retiring John Cena permanently is a mage thing to have him do. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think it's, it's only a huge match if Cena loses. If Hunter yes. loses, it, it means nothing because everyone's kind of expecting him to either Genius. rarely wrestle again, totally and so only put over people. So uh, it's only a huge match if Cena loses. Yeah, but you I don't agree. know that in the, in the build. Like, in, how how do you market that in the build though? Cena might lose. Like, uh, people are like, yeah, whatever. By the way, yeah, that's how you market it. It's like you make it so. I, look, I don't know what they do. Maybe the fiend gets involved. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, what they will do, they'll just do nothing. And we just won't hear from John Cena. And then they'll say, as announced on Twitter earlier, John Cena will be appearing next week. And he'll show up and give one promo and his weird new punch thing. And then that'll be it. And we won't hear anything. I think you don't need a huge match for WrestleMania this year because the market of Tampa is just hot enough. That's, that's a great point. All you got to do is show up. Tampa is so on fire right now. People, I, when I walk down the streets, I, I just hear people saying, I'm on, I'm on the city streets right now. People are just talking about how amazing Tampa is. <laughs> and in New York. What's, what's that, sir? You said, you said you're heading to Tampa? I'll have it next time. <laughs> Alright, Zach, have fun in Montreal. We just wanted to check in. Alright, bye guys. Talk to you soon. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. There he is. He's, you know, the, the man is marking out for himself galore for his big appearance there on the year end episode. Now, do you think he'll feel bad that he came after Every cast member of Chief Heat. No, he's the first person after the cast. It's a good call. Yeah. Shoemaker, no answer. Stat guy, no answer. V. Brian Campbell, no answer. Zach Linder, I didn't think was going to answer, but did. And, uh, and a great appearance. He, he makes it, by the way, he's a smart guy. He makes some good points. Yeah. Um, the man clearly watches wrestling. Oh, he watches professional wrestling. Yeah, he's 100%. a big fan of the, of the sport. Now, um, now, you said you wrote some things down. What are some of the things we, you wrote down? Crazily, we covered most of it. I really? i to be honest. Yeah. Wow. Good for us. Um, We're doing a good radio show. Good yeah. podcast here. Um, you know. Anything else? Yeah. I mean, I think the three biggest matches, I, we were just talking about the Mania thing. I, I, I said I wanted a fantasy book Mania, but I really, I wrote down just a few things. You know, I, I think it's going to be Roman Reigns versus The Fiend at this point. They're saying Roman, yeah. Roman's going to win. The Royal Rumble. So it'll be Roman Reigns versus The Fiend. He'll challenge The Fiend. And, um, by the way, the only way to make that mage is if The Fiend wins. All of a sudden, The Fiend is in the main event at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns and wins. And beats Roman Reigns. Yeah, and then it's mage. If Roman Reigns wins, not mage. No, no, you're killing. That's basically the end. That's the end of The Fiend. Yeah, you really can't have The Fiend lose. Then he's going to be the Broken Fiend. Broken Fiend. He's already broken. Yeah. I, the other big match I thought besides Keith Lee, Brock Lesnar, was uh, Rollins versus Cole. Because they're saying that, you know, um, NXT is going to have a big presence this year at WrestleMania. And if that if I'm taking that literally, that means that, you know, we could have a Seth Rollins versus Adam Cole, like, intercontinental championship match. That would be fine, too, although I'd be more excited. I truthfully, at this stage in his Intercontinental career, versus, you know, the NXT championship. Whatever. I don't know. They'll never do that. But here's, here's the idea. Champion like. for champion. I like the idea um, of Samoa Joe getting a big look at Manny this year. To be a mage. Especially if they really are into him and on commentary. If they think he has a future there, you want to... They'll think, invest in him long term. Ex- well, ex- like uh, right now. 
Theoretically. Theoretically. But remember how big JBL was made before he went to full-time commentary. Big. Like he was, JBL became the biggest he'd ever been, then he goes to commentary, and now your character is that much more impactful for years to come. Um, So I would hope that if they're really into Joe, you know, because I don't think they've ever used him right as a wrestler, that if they're going to end up using him right on commentary, I hope they end his in-ring career the right way. Now, do you want to put on an old wrestling event and just talk about it as we as we watch it? Sure. All right, we'll be right back with more. It's the Cheap Heat Holiday Spectacular, live from Dipperland Ranch. All right, we're back on Cheap Heat, and we've now entered, we left the dining room of the Dipperland Ranch to the vast living room. It's about, just for you, for everyone picturing, it's about 80 feet long, about 65 feet deep. Um, we're looking at one TV that Dipperstein somehow is floating. It floats in the air, and you can't see anything holding it. It just It's like it's just floating in the air. I, I don't quite understand it. It's sort of like those graphics they do on SmackDown, when like you see like the things in the middle of the arena. I forget what that technology is called. Yeah. The TV just floats, but then behind the TV, Dipperstein's windows, there's, they're all glass, and it leads out to a deck, and we're just watching the waves crash in front of us. Um, that's the experience that we're having right now. Yeah. <laughs> and where are the animals, by the way? Do you have the animals out this time of year? They're in an ark. You have an ark? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, one of each kind. There's one of each kind. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're in the ark. In Dipperland's ark. Um, and this viewing room, uh, I will tell you the one part that is definitely true about what I'm saying is the beautiful piece of Andre the Giant Hulk Hogan art behind me. So. Uh, it's, it's quite large and beautiful. Shout out to Extra Cooler. Extra Coolers who did that? Yeah. Tremendous art. Yeah. Um, we're also here to talk about uncut gems. Oh yeah, hold on. Let's start over again. Yeah. <sighs> uh, uncut gems. I tell you what. Uh, you just had a sigh a few minutes ago. That was unlike anyone I've heard previous. It was like very short. It was like uh. <laughs> when when Dipper, in the morning, the room I'm staying in is like next to his room, and when when he wakes up in the morning, it's like the the it's like hearing someone's death rattle. It, it, uh, ah, it, it, it takes so much work for him to just just waking up is difficult. Like it takes a village <laughs> every day. A lot of people there is some sort of heel who's trying to kill Dipperstein, and every morning when he wakes up, it's like he's prying himself from death's grasp, and he makes his way up and out. I'm always on an adventure. So, Dipperstein, what do you have fired up for us to watch for a little bit on our end of the year uh, live from Dipperland Ranch? Well, as you can see on my TV, I put on Uncut Gems. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, we have Royal Rumble 98. Hit play. What are your thoughts? I have thoughts. Oh, good. We're about to hear them. You can even leave a little volume there. Look up a little bit. I didn't know what to think about this. We have Goldust coming out with Luna right now. Correct. Back then, th- this was like I was 11 years old. I mean, I remember thinking, well, Goldust has totally lost it. <laughs> He's let himself go. That's Those were my 11-year-old thoughts. Even because he was with Luna now. No, just the whole thing. I was like... Um, I, you know, when, when he started wearing, he's wearing the, a thong. Yeah, he's, he's, he's wearing, wearing a green, a green wig, purple armbands, he's got crazy he's, face paint. And then he has a full singlet, but above the singlet, he has a thong, which is literally, you can see, up his ass. And like a little <laughs> bikini front. This is when he went full emo, gold bust. Why is Jesse yelling at Terry Reynolds like this? That wasn't Jesse. Who that was, was it? gold bust. 
That was Goldust? Yeah, this is when he turned into crazy. Like, I thought it was a weird... This is when he told... This is when he... This was like prime attitude Goldust. Losing his mind doing crazy things. Yes. I'd like to hear more about that one day. Like the real story. Yeah, yeah he dresses up as a baby here. Uh, that's when he has the full-on diaper. And then he dresses like Sable, which is truly repugnant. Yeah. Vader was such a good sport to do this uh, gimmick with him, right? He probably hated it. I can't imagine it was his favorite. No, Vader was not happy about this feud. I mean, there were there were a lot of people I'm sure had mixed feelings. I mean, when Goldust was like you know kissing people and grabbing their crotch, they probably had mixed feelings. But he's not. He's the number one entrant in the Royal Rumble. Now, let me give you the rules real quick. If you never watched the Royal Rumble, this isn't the Royal Rumble. Oh, this is the match. This is one on one. Him and Vader one on one. Yeah. Oh. What are you doing? You, I, were, you were starting at the beginning of the whole I wanted show. to see like what 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 uh, Bizarro Goldust had in store for us. This is um this is a Stone Cold winning Rumble, correct? Yeah. Next year is the Vince winning Rumble. Is yes. That... Vince won in two in uh, no yeah Vince won in ninety nine. Oh, this is Tyson up in the uh, suite watching. Yeah, with Shane McMahon. Yeah. Tyson looking in his Tyson prime right here. Really? Oh, it looks tremendous. That's that's post jail Mike Crazy Prime. He's post jail crazy there. Oh yeah, he's just out of jail. Like that. That's what makes this whole thing so interesting. He got out of jail in '95, so he's a few years into it. This is when he's knocking people out galore. Look at the amount of signs that were that were there then. I mean, there no, that's was not even, that was that, that was, was nothing. That was a smattering. I know, but like just. For, like, no reason. When there's no reason to put up signs, look how many signs there is. And look at the thing. There Still are. doing great there. Yeah, he looks great. So we're skipping. We're now on to the Royal Rumble match. Do you remember who's first in this Royal Rumble? No. No, I only remember... When I, you know, the, the ones that I truly know about are 89, you know, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92. I know. I, can, I, mem- I, I basically can tell you the whole uh, lineup. Um... I, these are the years where there's such a mage roster, but during the Rumble, invariably, there are like nine to ten grown spots. I guarantee Oh, you. yeah. Th- no. I, I remember watching this as a kid thinking like, oh, I missed the Royal Rumble, like being Already, a Royal Rumble. Right. My favorite thing was when they had all the guys in the – like you had more than seven guys in the ring. I was like, this is this is great. Right. I'm, I'm loving this. And here it's like, you know. Well, yeah. that's a good start though. Yeah, but he – it wasn't at the time. At the time, I was – this is uh, – You didn't like the Cactus Jack starting the whole thing? No, because I knew that they were going to have all three of them come in. Oh. Because all – and I was like, oh, that's so corny. That's not the Royal Rumble. This is when it became really gimmicked. Gimmicky. To the point where you knew – you already knew he was going to get eliminated and come back. Yeah. He's still a big-name start, though, because I, I care a lot about the big-name start of the Rumble. I really do. I, I, I do not like starting the Rumble with a no. – Schmageg. I like a schmageg start. You want a schmageg start? Yeah. How? How? Because how in '90, that's how you get you. You know, you start off with 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 Million Dollar Man. That's not that. That's a good start. Yeah, but like that's a very. But good But then start. you have two schmageggs. You have you have Coco and then Janetti, who both get eliminated. Right. That's and then fine. you get that insane. Yes. Jake Pop. Yep. That's how you get. The, uh, yeah. I don't. That, know. That's fine. This is a fun start. Oh, this is fun. Chainsaw Charlie. But it, but then they start, I don't know if you recall, they start throwing stuff in the ring. And you're like, this is not the Royal Rumble. Yeah, this is not how it works. I, I want to see Mr. Perfect uh, kicking a bushwhacker in the corner. You know what I mean? 
How long was the Chainsaw Charlie run? Six months? Yeah, about that. What a character this was. What even was this? Who came up with this? I, I don't know. I love Terry Funk's arc with the WWE. Like, he would show up in 1984, and he'd show up in 1986, and he'd like have like these little moments yeah, where he'd work there. He, it, it was straight- is he in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yeah, he has to be, correct? He's one of the all-time greats. He's one of my all-time my favorite, unpredictable, crazy wrestlers. Yeah, he 100% has to be. Yeah, I remember. He gave a speech. It was... There There he is. Um, multiple... Yeah, WWE. Yeah, NWA. He's done it all. Mick Foley inducted him. This is when chair shots to the head were rampant. Oh, I think Dory and Terry went in together. Which is lame, by the way. All the respect to Dory. He's... Uh, Terry Funk is a... He's about so as Terry relaxed. Funk a Jace as it gets. <laughs> you could argue that Terry Funk is Dory Funk Plus. Yes, I mean one plus, could plus. argue. Here we go. This was this was vicious. Oh my god! Nothing like hitting your your hero and, and closest mentor in the head with a chair. So yeah, they already have the chair filled with rings. Uh, the chair filled. <laughs> wow, the ring filled with chairs. Uh, Terry Funk is wearing his finest Jordash, very, very whitewashed jeans. Or is that a jumper? That's a, that's a, no, not overalls. I want to get hit in the head one time with a chair. You do? Yeah. Will you hit me in the head with a folding chair? Oh. Oh my God. I have one. I just hit Foley with another direct to the head chair shot. Two of them. I can't fathom it. I gotta tell you. you know, what, what that must feel like? No, I can't. I, I can't even. Do you want me to? I have a folding chair in my garage. You want to do this right now? Yeah. I gotta tell you, it's the episode. If we do that, it is the year end spectacular of all year end spectacular. Do you end up, like, do I, do you end up in a pool of blood on my floor? <laughs> right. Like, you just call the police and go, please, someone here, my friend's dead. Is that what would happen, though? Who is that? Who's in? It's, um, Salvatore, whatever. So, you wanted a jabroni? You got one. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh... I forget. There you go. Jobert Central. See you later. Who was that? I remember hating this already. So now you get more Mick Foley and Terry Funk. I don't see how you hate Mick Foley and Terry Funk getting to just fight each other at the Rumble. That's pretty cool. Yeah. When you think about it now with the historic context, though... With the historic context, but in, at, at the time, I was like, again, looking for Mr. Perfect and the Bushwhackers. But they're not. It's <laughs> over. That time has passed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you wanted to watch Mr. Perfect at this point, you'd have to turn on WCW. I think you're about to fall asleep. I just laid down <laughs> on Moments. Moments of jam. Moments Plus. <laughs> Your Moments Plus right now. Moments Plus. <laughs> so this is, this is a full-on... Mick Foley, Terry Funk, Extreme Rules match. It's not a Royal Rumble, but I'm enjoying it. He just uh, suplexed Funk through two steel chairs. His He has a, a stocking over his head. 100%. <laughs> now, I'm really, you know what? I, I got to tell everyone right now listening, if you're listening right now, to this very relaxed, uh, cheap heat spectacular from Dipperland Ranch. You're obviously a real cheap heat mark. 
Can you believe Dipperstein hasn't listened to the Baron Corbin interview? It's there's chatter galore. I haven't heard it. There are things you really need to hear. All right, I'll hear it. I'll hear it. I, I need to be convinced, as you know. I know you're not a fan. Oh, that guy's not a jabroni. The guy from the nation. Oh, it's the uh, the actor. Yeah, the Rock. Oh, right. The Rock is in now. The he was big. He, he was big back then. Yeah, the IC champion. Very early Rock. This is what the Rock looks like to me. This is this is how I remember the Rock. I don't know that guy today, but this is to me. This is what the Rock looks like. And he's a heel at this point. Yes, I assume because there was no pop. Although you you know my my theory that I have, I've been saying it for years. I'm one of the biggest that I love Rocky, love him, but I always you know his pop is Austin and Jace Esk. Oh yeah, it's no, it's no. no comparison. Austin's the most major, maybe the major pop there ever was. Although Hogan and Savage, boy, whew. we were watching old stuff earlier. I mean, Savage was getting pops in 1988. At, at, at little superstars tapings that sound like a WrestleMania pop. It's psychotic. He was so mage then. Now, this is pretty mage. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is stuck inside a trash can and being beaten by Terry Funk and Mick Foley. And hit with a chair, and he's out of the ring. But he didn't go over the top rope. He went through, he went through the ropes, and I didn't get to explain the full rules. Uh, 30 men will enter. Uh, every 90 seconds or two minutes, depending on what it was at this point. And the only way to be eliminated, Dipperstein, is to go over the top rope and have both feet touch the floor. What if two guys hit the floor at the same time? Well, that's very complicated. Very complicated. You mean the, And they're the last two? Yeah. That's very complicated. Oh, here you go, a headbanger. It's Mosh. That's Mosh? Yeah. Believe me, I know my Mosh from my Thrasher, okay? Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if there's anything you know, it's the difference between a Mosh and a Thrasher. Yeah, yeah. Were you a headbanger guy? No. <laughs> they were jobbers, always, to me. Why did they wear, like, kilts? When I was playing with my Jack Specific uh, 1996 uh, wrestling action figures, they always they never went over. Oh, really? Yeah. They were doing the job for everyone. They were doing the job all over the town. So now you have headbanger Mosh going at it with Chainsaw Charlie... And Mick Foley and The Rock, who have done this one or two times before. Where do you rank Mick Foley as far as, uh, like, opponents you think of with The Rock? Right up there, right? I would say, like, four. Three or four. You go Austin, Austin first. Triple H. Triple H before Foley? Yeah. I don't know. I have such strong memories of Foley because of that crazy rumble match with the chair shots. The I quit match. My favorite Foley is Foley versus Vader. Yes, Foley versus Vader, Foley's match. Confirmed. So who do you consider to be Mick Foley's biggest opponent? Vader. <laughs> of course you do. Because Foley and Triple H have a good history too. When I associate Attitude Era Foley, I, I associate it with The Undertaker. Okay. Oh, Bray Wyatt. I mean, Bray Wyatt at Jace. Is that a Godwin? Yeah, Phineas. Well, that's Phineas? Yeah. Phineas Godwin? Yeah, it's Phineas. He's walking away from the pigs as we speak? Yeah, oh yeah. He smells like shit. 
So now you have the the, uh, manure-smelling Phineas. You have uh, headbanger Mosh. He he just came back from a concert. His ears are ringing. You can barely hear a thing. And then you have uh, Rocky and Chainsaw Charlie, who now has abandoned his pantyhose and is wearing a full-blown mask. (laughs) Where did he get the mask from? It's, It's the same thing. Is it? Yeah. I don't think it is. Yeah, it is. Look, hold on. We'll get a closer look. By the way, there are some repugnant people in the ring right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. None of these people are winning the Royal Rumble. And I'd have been physically repugnant. <laughs> Phineas must really stink to high heaven walking around in, in that pig. Well, yeah, he's back. been rolling around with pigs all day, and now he's, you got to wrestle with him? Uh, okay, your prediction for the next person. Mage or Jobert? I think Mage. I'm going Jobert. You're going another Jobert? Another Jobert. There's been several Joberts in a row. I know. I just have to go opposite of you there, though. I, I might have went Mage. Here we go. <laughs> I think it, I, I'm going to say Bossman. Bossman, it would qualify as Mage at this point. Let's no, see. I don't think so. Mage or you know, Barely that. Oh, Jobert. Thank you very much. It's 8-Ball. I don't know. I don't even know if I know who that is. Uh, DOA. 8-Ball. Oh, God. Did you, do you watch wrestling? Are you, are you, I, have I you ever seen, are you a fan of the sport? I wasn't watching it this time. What? I wasn't. I, I guess right. 8-Ball? What, what, what was 8-Ball's, uh? You know, remember Jacob and Eli Blue? The Blue Brothers? No. Oh, my God. Who is this man? This is uh, what. So wait, what, was he part of that? Yeah, and now he's. I mean, they've had they had several gimmicks, but this is when he's DOA, Disciples of Apocalypse, biker gimmick. I remember the. How many were in the DOA? Um, three. Who had chains? Yeah. Well, chains was the most mage, of course. <laughs> you think chains was the most mage? Yeah, chains is the one I know. You know chains? Oh, I know chains. You know chains, but not April. That's correct. Oh my God! You've lost your mind. Well, because everything I see from people from that is only in things like this, right? Like going back and watching random shows. So. And then uh, the um, the manager was, uh, oh my god, you're a disgrace. Was it Raven? No, uh, no. Um, the interrogator. What was the? Oh, I forget. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Universe. This is really. You people are going to be emailing galore, disgusted Ooh. with both of us. I got to tell you though. There are pieces like that of the Attitude Era that I don't feel I missed that much on. A DOA was Mage. What? Major Jace ask? Yes. Repug Plus? Yes. They were Repug Plus. <laughs> yes, they were Repug Plus. Right? Yes. Yeah, I can tell. Okay, gotta be someone Mage now. We are we are at our Jobert limit. <laughs> hey! hey! Well, he wasn't Mage. He is Mage, but he wasn't then. JBL... As as Blackjack Bradshaw. Is that what it said? Yeah. Um, I would say Jobert. At this point, Jobert. Yeah. Right? Yep. Full-blown. I mean, full-blown Jobert. I mean, you can make the argument that pre-APA, he's, he's a career Jobert. Right? Yes. Blackjack Bradshaw wasn't anything to no. write home about. No. He was big. The clothesline was not Jobert, but everything else was. They were They were kickoff show material back then. 100%. The, 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 by the way, his mustache looks like it's drawn on. It looks absolutely ridiculous. So we are chock full of Joe Bears at this point. And there's no eliminations. Chainsaw's trying to eliminate The Rock. Let me guess. Not going to happen. 
Then you have Bradshaw. At least there's some there's some guys getting in the ring. It feels like a Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? Did Foley get eliminated? No. I'm waiting for Phineas's departure. I'm gonna say no. Bo- I'm gonna say Bossman's next. Again. By the way, I don't see Mick, man. I think Cactus is out. We missed it. We missed Cactus go out. How did we miss that? I don't know, but look. And and he has to come back another two times, so they gotta get rid of him. Right. He he must be out. I have such mixed feelings on the rumble in general. What? I do. I, I'm disappointed by it every year. Well now, I mean, but back then it was you know, back when. I just but even here you'd be disappointed if you were watching. Not that that man doesn't disappoint you. Huh? Wow, that was mage. So Owen Hart was the entrant. And the really cool part was they cut to Mike Tyson who instantly jumped up and started cheering when Owen Hart came out. Oh my god, but now Jeff Jarrett and Jim Cornette are laying waste to Owen Hart. This is when he came in with the NWA title. Jarrett. Yeah. Oh, he's a rebel, that Jeff Jarrett. Is this around the time of the... Uh, this is after the new Midnight Express? Or the new Rock and Roll Express? Whichever Fakakta it was, fake it was, was after, it was after that. Had Cornette stuck around that whole time from then till now? He was always floating around back then, right? Yeah, he'd pop up. Go away, come back. Tyson loved him some Owen Hart. Who didn't? There's a great picture I post occasionally of Tyson and Owen Hart. It's classic. Is that true that Tyson loves Owen Hart? Yeah. Thought he was super cool. I think he was one of the people he got to know best. Update, Owen Hart is so mage. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, there's so much dead air. I'm concentrating galore. Listen, people don't have to listen to this. This is this is for people who are really bored. Okay? Yeah. You're bored over the holidays and you love wrestling. <laughs> and you just feel like sitting around with friends and watching watching wrestling. That's all that's happening. A lot of people do these things, but they're still really doing a podcast. This is fully even lost being a podcast. <laughs> it is now just two people watching the Royal Rumble. All right, Jobert Jace. Jobert Jace. That's exactly what he was. That's a perfect way to describe Steve Blackman. Yeah. But he's not. I mean, he was never treated like a Jobert, though. That's no. The, he wasn't booked like a Jobert. That's, but, but he was. And he nearly eliminated Chainsaw Charlie. But Chainsaw did not go. By the way, it's a pretty good run for Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah, he stays in for a while. It's like they make a thing about it, I think. By the way, I'm watching the Royal Rumble right now, and there are punches being thrown that look just as bad as the Dark Order thing from the other day. <laughs> Am I that wrong? was my point. Uh, yeah, you're 100% right. I gotta tell you what, JBL is a giant human. Yeah, he looks garganch here. He is garganch. Like, don't get me wrong, I, whenever I see him, I think this is a big dude, but when you watch him, like, neck up to, uh, next to other wrestlers... JBL is like a notch down from giant, right? <laughs> he's one notch down from a giant wrestler. Yeah, he's a big guy. If you consider giant, you know, Kane and up, 6'10 and up, is that what you consider giant, basically? Yeah. 
He's one notch down. He's like six seven. He's a monster. Yeah, he's a monstrous. And he's like what? It looks like two hundred seventy five, two hundred eighty pounds there. He's huge when you see him now. Should I call JBL and see if he answers and just ask him questions about this uh, Royal Rumble? Yeah. You think I should? Yeah. Why not? You're very excited about this. You think it's worthwhile? Are you going to do it? Why not? We love. It. I love this guy. Let's see if he answers. He's a very busy man. He's probably in another country right now doing things for people. Ah! I'm going to text him. No one wants to answer us today. When did D-Lo show up? About two minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) During the dead air? Yeah. All right. So, Phineas, Mosh, Bradshaw, The Rock, um, D'Lo Brown, Chainsaw Charlie, that's what's happening. Um, we ho- I hope that you guys have enjoyed doing nothing with us. This is what the holidays are supposed to be. Sitting around, doing nothing, watching events you've already watched. Uh, next, let's see. We wish this upon all of you. I do. I hope all of you get some time to do that this week. And this week is, uh, I'm not going to be back working. So this is to tide you over until the week of January 6th. Oh, there's Kurgan. <laughs> when Cheap Eat is back in fall. Do you want me to pretend that I remember Kurgan? Oh my, you don't know anything. I don't know anything. Um, we'll be back that week, uh, January 6th. Stack Guy Greg will be back and we'll uh, talk about the year that was and things like that and start getting ready for actual Royal Rumble season. Um, Dipperstein, I'd like you to stay, Mage. Go see Uncut Gems. <laughs> Take it easy, man, and enjoy yourself. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left... The Majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter and then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. m m m Mitch.